Hello, guys, and welcome. Behind the Bunker. Sorry, was I yelling? Thank you very much for tuning in. This is Behind the Bunker, our weekly paintball show. My name is Todd Ansich. Thank you so much. Um, we are uh, happy to have you guys here. We're live on the Facebook. And then this all goes over to a podcast. So if you guys can't stick around for the whole show, definitely check it out anywhere you get your better podcasts from. We will be back broadcasting on YouTube soon. Uh, but while we're ingesting um, some of our guests with Zoom, we don't want to do all of that all at the same time. Otherwise, it'll take away and you won't have such a great uh, picture and bandwidth. So hopefully that'll return soon. With me in studio, I have uh, Joe Kimson from Flag Raiders Paintball. Hey, greetings and thanks for tuning in tonight to uh, Beautiful Behind the Bunker. I'm just trying to figure out and navigate through my... Um computer so I can get some chat form action up and um, uh, then I'll be able to communicate with you there and with you here and everywhere. So thanks for tuning in guys to Behind the Bunker. See you soon. Pew pew. Action is good. Action. And uh, who else do we have? We have Garvin Sharma from his personal home studio. That's correct. Studio B, if you will. Um, Garvin Sharma from uh, Terratech Industries and we're so grateful that you've tuned in this evening. And as my friend Josh is about to say, I'm going to step over his line. Make sure you hit that like and share button um, or start a watch party because we want to let everybody know the paintball world is back open again. Most parts of the world behind the bunker has content and we might be entertaining just once this evening. So make sure you hit that like and share so nobody else misses it. Maybe. 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 Uh, so, yeah. And then, Josh, what about you? Thank you for being here. I. Uh, I got nothing. Gavin stole all my thunder. What am I supposed to say now? Yeah, I don't know. Welcome I, to the show. I, 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 I too I got nothing know. now. So, oh, I, I'm gonna share loaders. I guess I don't. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Through airsoft, I don't. Mm -hmm. Something, I guess. But thank you all for uh, being here, and yeah. uh, we're gonna be watching your live. There we go. Got your live uh, chat up there right now. If you guys can hit that like and share button, that would be super awesome. So lots to get to on the show tonight. Tonight, our topic is uh, what do you use for paintball that is not made by a paintball company? So the example I gave in the live chat was, and a lot of people had uh, stole it, not stole it, but used it as well as a microfiber cloth. Isn't really necessarily made by a paintball company because I go through them so often. I just get the ones at uh, the local Casco. Um, so we'll find out from you guys what your, uh, that's me, sorry, Matt. Actually, can you get rid of it for a second? Sure. We'll find out from you guys what um, what you guys use. Last week, I apologize, Josh. I had this all prefaced for you. But we showed this in uh, one of our segments. And Jason Bailey sent in a, 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 a post. And I can't find where he posted, but he said what it actually was. Did anybody catch that? Yeah, it's a, it's a Spec Ops A5... There's two more letters, I think, like a SG oh, or no, something. Oh, no, it's an A5A2, isn't it? Oh, hold on a second. Look, if I zoom in. A5A2. There a it is. A5A2, a a but there was a, uh, another name for it, or the, it was a name for the barrel, I think. It was like a war pig or something like that. Yeah. So I swear e that's it. Either way, at least, we got, at least we have the gun right. So if you needed closure, yeah. there you go. Um, Ryan McGee posted this up. He says, uh, top two fans right here for Behind the Bunker. They were at Super Game Indiana. Um, there is, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, you can see Team Tags in the background, but you can't see Roger Weib Weber or Lisa Roger Weber. Weber, sorry. And you can't see any uh, jeggings. And I know there was two sold. <laughs> I'm looking at those photos. I still would like to know who bought the jeggings, the Behind the Bunker leg jeggings. Yeah. Um, hey, if you guys are on a team or think you're on a team and want us to feature said team on the show, send your information to show at BehindTheBunker.com or get us up on any of your social media platforms and uh, maybe we can feature your team like this one. This is uh, the Harrogate Mafia. They just got their uh, banner. And uh, who's in that corner there? Look at that. Behind said bunker. Even looks good in red. So very good. Thank you very much, uh, Dave, for, for getting that done. 
Joe, you've got a press release that uh, we'll want to get to in just a second here. And also, guys, if you have, uh, we don't have anything for mail time tonight, so if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, put them up in the live chat, and uh, we'll hopefully try to address any of your comments tonight. But, uh, Joe, what do you got? I have something from, who do I have? This is a J4 paintball announces a new mechanical paintball patent. This is for the J4 Paintball has filed a patent pending status. It's called the Feedback Circuit for the Pneumatic Launchers, a mechanical trigger system that allows most paintball guns to self-time and cancel out the trigger signal, allowing for more mechanical paintball designs that normally wouldn't function from a normal trigger. Uh, the new design allows for many existing market designs to be able to be produced in a mechanical format. Uh, the patent rights will be easily distributed for many open designers to use, allowing the paintball industry to grow and expand. Josh Corey stated he expects to allow anybody from large corporations to individuals to use the patent. He'll even share CAD help with design inputs. J4 wants to make a serious commitment to mechanical play and options in, by sharing the Neat. patent. Neat. Boom, that's pretty cool. I tried to share CAT once, and it didn't work out very well. Wow. Getting, people were too possessive. Uh, Matt, you can put my layer back up when you're ready, and uh, we are watching your uh, your comments. Looks like a lot of you guys were at Super Game, and I'm hearing uh, from Glenn here that Super Game was awesome. Awesome, yeah, I, yeah. Was unfortunately, we did catch some of the pictures, and uh, I was pretty jealous that uh, we were able to see the result. Yeah, yeah. So whatever, maybe next year. We're right now. We're still legally not allowed to cross the border. Um, America does not want us. Hello, Ramon Cortez from the New York State. Nice to see you guys in the live chat. Um, so that's pretty much all that I have for things that are in the news. Things are slowly opening back up. Uh, I know we're now, what, three weeks into our field, and there are some big games and other events slowly starting to happen. So until we get some more in the industry, there's really not much else to tell you guys. Uh, so we're going to get on with the show. We have uh, a bunch more stuff to get to. Why don't we start with uh, The Vault? Joe goes into his uh, vault every week and pulls out some sort of old trinket and uh, features it. So why don't we check that out? And today's vault, Joe, who's it brought to you by? Uh, brought to you by Flaggers Paintball. Very good. We'll be right back. Flaggers Paintball here with another segment of From the Vault. Today we are looking at my PMI-1 long barrel. Uh, this has got a, a double pump, direct feed, new speed demon bolt, and these are the aftermarket PMI um, plastic grips. There are wood grips available. This one is equipped for constant air, which is revolutionary in the early 90s. This um, has no auto trigger, nice built-in safety, solid brass construction. Super accurate. This is the PMI-1 long barrel with new constant air. You've been watching From the Vault. All right. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. If you have any requests for The Vault, send us an email or get us on any of our social media places. So cool. Um, why don't we get into tonight's topic, ladies and gentlemen, and that is, uh, what is something that you guys use in paintball that's not necessarily from a paintball manufacturer? We're going to be watching your live chats, uh, for that in just a moment. Want to give a shout out to John Amoda from, uh, the history of paintball. He's in the live chat room right now. If you guys haven't yet, go sign up and, and A, watch it if you haven't. Um, everyone else kind of has. It's like Tiger, Tiger King, Tiger... Tiger, Tiger King. Tiger King. Everyone else seems to have watched it, so don't get left behind, ladies and gentlemen. How can you say that? <laughs> it is like. nothing like Tiger King. <laughs> well, the fact that it was a water cooler show. Everybody was talking about it when it first uh, came out. Tells oh, okay. me Todd's Everybody was talking about it because it was, it was an exceptional product, uh, and he has a DVD, Blu-ray, multi-disc coming out uh, in September, and as Todd, you were you were teasing, and you you threw Tiger King in there as well. Make sure you hit uh, paintballmedia.com or the paintball documentary, and uh, and, and get, get a copy for yourself. Um, don't be a freeloader as well. Make sure you own a copy. If you're a paintball player, I think this is something that everybody needs to have uh, to own your own piece of the history of the sport uh, that you can watch with your friends uh, who own their own copy as well. But start a watch party there. So make sure you order it. Yeah, yeah. Do it now. Do it. 
Uh, and if you're if you have already ordered it, think of other people like myself or Joe or Gavin, Josh. Think of uh, gifting it. Gifting it is always uh, yes, I, gifting it. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right, so ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start watching you guys right now. Um, one of the things that uh, Brian Foster in the live chat says uh, that he saw a lot of husky toolboxes at Paintball Explosion. Yeah, that's a good way to tote out your gear. And uh, you guys uh, sent in all kinds of responses on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, what do you guys got on the, some of those? I, I don't think you gave me any sheets. I did. They're all stapled right underneath your computer. Well, look at that. <laughs> there you go, ladies and gentlemen. And there's two sets, so make sure you get the right one. But what do you, uh, Gavin, what do you got there? I have quite a bit. And since I'm not in studio, I don't know how well this is going to sync up, Todd. Um, we have JP East, who has a tool. I think you have an image of it. Yes, no, maybe. I don't have any images loaded because okay. I didn't. This would have been really confusing, so I thought we would just do it audibly. Sounds good. So he has a tool that I can, uh, you know, it's. Oh, <laughs> it's I need not a bell. Where's my bell? Or 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 rip his uh, his reg apart. So he's got his own tool. Uh, make sure you take a look at the behind the bunker page, and you can see that's quite uh, exceptional. It looked like he uh, almost took a piece of plywood, Gavin, and and routed it out, or like a piece of wood, so it wouldn't mar the metal. That I thought that was a good idea. Yeah, um, so this is all descriptive video right now. Uh, <laughs> nobody can see this, but I'm sure it'll be great too. Uh, so Chris Jodry, uh, Jode Way, sorry, uh, says the one thing that he uses on the paintball field that he thinks that people should not overlook is golf shoes or golf spikes. Uh, so he can't suggest these enough. Um, he hates how most cleats make your foot feel locked in, uh, and these do amazing on all surfaces. So if you're looking for a piece of footwear, or some turf, or some grass, maybe look into the golf market as well. Yeah, that's a good idea. I have a, I have a good one here. Um, William Roy Murray, everything I wear except my mask is not paintball. His vest, mag pouches, boots, pants, shirts, gloves, radio, watch. That's about, that's about right. Um, Greg Muller, graffiti paint made by a pharmaceutical company, footwear, gearbox, batteries, lens clearer, microfiber cloths. Um, those he wears. Frank Silva, New Balance shoes, towels, underwear, knee pads, brace, socks, dry fitcher, microfiber, rubbing alcohol, soap, bin, gear, bag, all tools except my cocker tool, O-rings, wiring, JTS crimps, JTS crimper, soldering. And those are all stuff he uses that are non-paintball. And some, a lot of people have said Q-tips. Yeah, that's I, I, I think that I always have them in my gear bag. They're great for cleaning, especially when you have your, your eyes on your gun are dirty. Yeah, yeah. And also when you've been running around a bit and then you're starting to sweat and then the earwax inside starts to melt. So using a, a Q-tip, uh, seizing that opportunity, carpal diem, seizing the opportunity to give your ears a quick clean in between matches is always helpful. Although if I've learned anything from my Facebook ads, Q-tips are bad. There's like six different Absolutely products out there, yeah. <laughs> but there's like six different products that they're advertising me. I've never once looked for it, but it, how to properly dig earwax out of your ears. But anyways, I digress. I'll order them and let you know how they, how I make out. Okay. You do that. Josh, what else do you, do, what do you have? Uh, I got a couple of interesting ones here. Steve Smith writes into uh, Cold Steel Gladius. And for those of you who don't know what Cold Steel is, um, Get out from beneath the rock. Uh, Jason Howland says somewhere around he's still got his talking timer from Radio Shack. Uh, that was pretty interesting. Uh, Alvaro Alvarez says they use an ATN 4K um, times uh, digital scope. And uh, Mike Holstrom says laundry detergent pod filler. That's uh, one I've seen quite a lot of. Yeah. And Raymond Cortez says rubbing alcohol in a paintball gun and other that is by far one of the best tricks. If you guys have, um, get yeah, rubbing alcohol in water, put in a squirt bottle, spray down all, all surfaces of your paintball gun, uh, plastics, rubber, whatever, and it just, it takes all the paint oil off your gun. It's fantastic. Just make sure you label it correctly. <laughs> yeah, not drinking. You don't <laughs> want to spray your drinking alcohol on there. <laughs> right. I, um, I did learn, though... Um, there was a rubber grip that was put out for A5s that if you put rubbing alcohol on it, you dried them up and they fell apart. Oh. I don't know 
what it was that about those particular grips that I had that they fell apart. They're the contract killer ones or something like that. I, Maybe it reacted with the paint that I had, but yeah, I the, put it on and they literally disintegrated the next time I went to go play. Huh. The worst grips I've ever had on any of my guns are the ones from Dye, the sticky grips. As soon as they get paint oil on, I can, I'm looking at a pink one across the room right now, and you can see how the the rubber is kind of like, it's sticky to the touch right now, like to the point where it's so sticky, it, you, you feel like you have rubber on your hands after you leave it. And that's from just sitting and, and, and uh, soaking up the paint oils. But I use rubbing alcohol and water on everything, all, all my other guns, all my other grips, and I never have a problem. It's just those sticky grips. Now, I've noticed that with some of my non-paintball items like my camera and my anything that has a rubber case on it starts to after a couple of years starts to break down and get tacky what causes that does anybody know uv light breakdown but it but i keep my for example zuby i know you're in another another area but i have this is my morphe power cube and it i don't keep it in the sun and Look how it, it's... Yeah, but it's, you probably touched that with your sticky paintball hands once, right? Like, I, I don't yeah, know. Once upon a time. Yeah. I don't know, but why? My camera's like that, too. Yeah. It's just decomposing. I, I think so. I think, I think sometimes paint fills has a nasty reaction to rubber products, and yeah, yeah. Um. What? Uh, a good friend of ours, yep. William Charles Marshall, has a few contributions to this. says uh, his brother and I make their own gear, so it looks a little bit different from the field. Um, so one of the items that they use that is not ball related is actually just a backpack uh, with pods and extra tank. Uh, he also talks about having a GoPro attached to his equipment. And walkie-talkies, walkity-talkity, um, so that he can, he can communicate oh, with Look uh, at him walking and talking. Walking and talking. So he is a Rory Calhoun. <laughs> Do you think that he, his, his uh, walkie-talkies have a, a pull-out extendable antenna that makes a click-click-click noise as you extend it out? I miss those. One would hope so. I miss so, those. So um, one contribution from our good friend, Christopher Shithouseberg. Uh, he talked about microfiber cloths, but... Da, 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 something that I believe my friend Joshua Zubrickus uh, endorsed this as well is monkey butt powder. Monkey yes, butt sir. Powder. Yeah. Absolutely required for a sweaty day at the field. It's actually anti monkey butt powder, but yeah. Yeah. I use uh, like a runner's glide, and if you don't have that, it'll be a chafy day for chafy day. sure. Um, here's, here's a suggestion. This one comes from Ian McCombs toilet paper. Toilet paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A good one. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Gowling says, that, will it help to key it, clean your gear if you don't have all your gear sitting for, I don't know how long, the whole pregnancy? Yeah. There you go. Hey, uh, here's a, an interesting one. Matt in the live chat says, no love for Plexus. Did that stuff work? Plexus, wasn't it? It's designed it for Lexan. Yeah, it worked really well, but it's ridiculously expensive. So you started thinking about alternatives. I found that I have a can of a new can of Plexus. I happened to uncover the new can of Plexus. So, uh, Sean Pepper Bowman in the live chat says he simply uses Crisco. Oh, for what? From <laughs> for anti-chafing. Well, that's like going to a Mazzola party. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All uh, right. Matt Buckland says he uses wrestling knee pads, uh, slim, flexible, snug. Just enough padding around the knee to be more effective than uh, regular paintball stuff. Yeah, even volleyball knee pads would be about the same, right? Yeah. Or... How you can play paintball without knee pads? That's a that's a tough one. I mean, unless you always are, you know, Rory Calhoun standing. But yeah, you got to have some knee pads on. Oh, um. All right. Are we getting to the end, guys? Do you have any more? I don't. Well. I'm just trying to think. Lots of people wrote in and said microfibers. There's a lot uh, of of combat boots and mechanics. Zip ties. That is. Thought I'd mention those. Nobody has talked about zip ties as a paintball. How many of you have stuff zip tied or electrical taped uh, together? Those are a couple things that everybody has in their gear bag. Zip ties, uh, electrical tape, Teflon tape are all things that we need. 
Yeah. Zip ties and Gorilla Tape. Uh, that is a standard issue in my uh, my gear bag. That's right. I'm not sure what I think of this next comment. We have uh, Sarah Gowing in the live chat says, uh, my stuff is clean. And I have a Kyle Gowing that says, uh, or Gowing says, uh, I doubt it. You guys need to get into a room and figure that out. Um, what about, so when you guys are, Gavin brought this up about a knapsack. So let's say the first a uh, couple games of paintball back in the day when there wasn't any manufacturers or anything like that, what would you have used? A backpack would have been the ideal thing for a survival game. I, um, the first time I, I played M, used M16 30-round mags with 10-round tubes. Um, before that, the survival game, you, the paint came in metal, metal tubes and you just sort of stuck them into a, a pouch. Um, and before that, we had little baggies we used to bag our paint in little baggies of 10 and staple them together you just pull the staple off and dump it into your gun but you'd really just carry it in a pocket or some sort of shotgun pouch would also be for 12 grams then they came out with co2 wristbands that you could carry your co2s on jt had them and then there's different bandoliers so there's really the early in the in the beginning when you stumbled down a rocky cliff and you waded chest deep through a mosquito infested bog then you realize you're surrounded. Like, you carried your paint in your pocket. You carried your twelve. You carried your twelve grams, and yeah. in, in sometimes in your underwear to keep them warm in the colder weather, so that they would have a little more, a little more oomph when they shot. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> it actually was. I'm gonna leave that alone. Um, I was in the pool. I was in the pool. And I guess the first couple games of paintball would have been pre would predate fanny packs. Because that would have made a lot no, of sense. No, that was the 80s, man. You could wear you could wear fanny packs. And Corey has my fanny pack. I have a JT Racing cow fanny pack somewhere here, and she has it. <laughs> I'm sure if you ask her for it, she'd let you take it home. No, I don't think she will. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, we should probably start wrapping things up, unless you guys have any last things. What do you guys use personally? Josh, Gavin, anything that you guys can think of? Just trying to think. Duck, someone put in here duct tape. That's a that's a given for sure. I use cardboard and I make make logos like this. Um, I, I take normal kitchen cardboard and I, I cut them into shapes of logos as a hobby. I'm a logoist. Some people are cunnilingus. I'm a logoist. <laughs> the one thing I, I like carrying when I play that's I, I guess not really paintball specific is a hydro pack in the back of my vest. Well, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Hmm. Yeah, how many people have carry a, a hydro a, a bladder of some sort on their back or in their canteen pouch or something like that? Hmm. Well, why don't we move on here, ladies and gentlemen? Gavin, you have the last comment. What do you use that's not paintball related? Anything, or did we cover yours? Yeah, it's already, it's, it's already been stated. So um, <laughs> definitely in my gear bag, it's uh, zip ties and. Uh, and Gorilla Tape. Um, duct tape needs a smooth surface. Gorilla Tape can go on all surfaces, just an FYI. Um, and, and spray bottles and, like, um, with with soap. And, oh, this one goes to Joseph. Um, my darn tough socks. I was going to say that, Gavin. Good for you, darn, hashtag darn tough socks. Specifically for paintball, but if you have a full cushion hiking sock, like Darn Tough, which is a lifetime guarantee made in the U.S. of A., um, thick welded seams. Is, uh, de- <laughs> yes, They're with the thick welded <laughs> seams, um, you you can't go wrong with it. An exceptional pair of socks. Um, it just adds to the whole comfort system. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you definitely have to have that. There we go. Nice to see David Veloff checking in from J4 Headquarters, guys. If you want to know more information about their new mechanical system, head on over to J4 uh, on Facebook, Instagram, wherever, and uh, find out more information. Um, something else I want to tell you guys about before we move on to the show, when we come back uh, in just a minute, we're going to go through some of our MagFed stuff. Uh, before we do that, I want to show you I had something in the mail today. Uh, let's take a look at that, guys, and uh, we'll be right back. PB Swag, guys, just showed up at the door. My favorite time of the month. Um, yeah, let's crack open and see what we got this week. What the hell is PB Swag, guys? Well, it is a... Um, Monthly subscription service, kind of like uh, Loot Crate, where you uh, get paintball stuff instead of uh, other gear. Um, oh, a bunch of stuff in here today. Nice. A ruthless headband. That's cool. Just in time. I need a new headband. Uh, 
t-shirts. What is this? Ah, look at that. A Ruthless t-shirt as well. That's going to be uh, worn to the paintball field this weekend. And uh, PB Swag sticker. And look at this. Just in time for the pandemic. This is a Ruthless. Look at that. Ruthless face mask. Very cool. Check that out, guys. So every week, head to PB Swag and uh, get yours ordered today. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go. Sign up for PB Swag and get yourself something, something. Uh, I'm quite happy that this uh, this month it's all ruthless gear. So head fo- uh, headband, all that sort of stuff. Even the mask is pretty cool. Uh, John said that they seem to be a little big, but I thought uh, I thought they fit fine. So uh, Are you gonna yeah, put it on. Well, I, I can't put it on because I have my headphones on. But it is pretty. It's pretty slick. It's pretty. It's got two layers of fabric on there. And it almost looks like it has a pocket. So I wonder if you could, like, put a filter, put a filter in there. Like, a, yeah. That looks like silk. It does. Very neat. Uh, so check them out, ladies and gentlemen. PB Swag. If you were really sh- small and skinny, you could wear them, like, for shorts. <laughs> like, you're That's like my, a banana. It's comic. my wrestling singlet. All right. So why don't we move on here, ladies and gentlemen. MagFed. Josh, what do we know about MagFed this week? Uh, we've got quite a... Uh, a collection of very cool things sent in for Meg Fetish this week. The first one we're going to start off with is John Jones. I like the John Jones. Very nice. There I lost the screen for a second there. Uh, next one up is a lever action hammer schmebin from Cody Pauls. How is small is that pretty tank? Pretty awesome looking. But look at how small that tank is. Is it really, though? Is it that small? Probably is. Lever action. Look at that. Yeah. Lever. Lever. Let go of my lever. Lever, lever, my ego. All right. And that's the end of this segment, I guess. (laughs) 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 Don't worry, Cody Weiss, you're up next. He's got a couple of, uh, I can't tell what that is. Sorry, my screen's very dark. Yeah, and yeah, Josh is not in studio, so it's hard to, hard for him to see it. But they're Milsig markers. Oh, yeah, very right. cool. And then here's something. Uh, next, next one up is Blake. Nice, he's on fire. Blake. That is an MG100 right there, if I'm not mistaken. And that is definitely some Enola Gay smoke, if I've ever seen so before. Sorry, EG smoke, if I've ever seen so before. Uh, next one up is from Richard Knott. Got quite the small collection going on there. I'm sure ever growing. Very nice. Uh, next one up is another one from Blake. Again, pop smoke EG. Very cool. Uh, next one up is Brandon Scott Herschel. What with is that? A... Is that a KP3, a Zodin KP3 yes, with a mag fed kit? Oh my goodness. Zeta mag? That is quite the collaboration of everything. It's a lot of I'm just going to get that off my screen because I'm having a hard time looking at that. Here we go. Let's yes. get on to something <laughs> a little better here. Uh, next one up is a long-time friend of the show, Richard Knott. Uh, not only does he have a couple of badass markers, but check out that badass computer chair. Yeah, I'm jealous, but look at that. What is that? Okay, so that's a, a Tipman T15, Joe, a soggy maybe? Uh, no, it might be a, it might be an, X, an X7 Phenom no, maybe. No, no, it's oh. a BT. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a... Um, BT15, It's a BT15 because you can see the yeah, album right there. Yeah, it's a BT15 and cut down on the stock, I believe. And then with a mag-fed right? adapter on it. Wow, that's well done. Cool. That is very cool. Well done. All right. Uh, next one up is Nick Cortez making some microwave popcorn while cleaning his marker for the next round. I hope he doesn't put it in the microwave and turn it Those, off. That would be bad. The key mods and, and Picatinny's and stuff all look really badass until you have to clean them. That's, that's, yeah, Q, that's where Q-tips come in. <laughs> Q-tips right. and alcohol in the spray bottle. That's right. Uh, <laughs> next one up is longtime friend of the show, Tucker Danielson. Oh, nice. Finally showing off his goods, and I believe that is a 468. Well, that's why we kicked him off the show, right? Yes. Showing off his goods. And, the f- and last but not oh, least that. is Andy Skiba. Okay, that is... Can we take a close look at that? So that is... That's a Planet Eclipse gun um, with a... 
3D printed Didam Magwell? And no. body. That's not a Didam Magwell. No, it looks like it's a Zeta Mag would fit in there. Or a Tipman yeah. Mag. Maybe a TMC Mag. But look at that. That's brilliant. But I'd like to see more quite, images of that's that. That's quite but. the custom job. Um, stay tuned next week for more images. Ah, nice. He sent more? Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Very cool. Very good. Did you, did you guys have MG100 mag-fed marble? EG is the world's leading manufacturer of smoke grenades, thunder flash, airsoft, and paintball grenades. For use in theater, film, photography, and, of course, paintball. Pull a tab at your next event. Hashtag pop smoke. And Arabs are proudly made in the United States of America. The thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options, and layouts are available. 2020 is here. The fields are open, so make sure you get your field from Arabs. Ask about full color printing, custom logo options, and customize your next field with Arabs. And Ruthless Paintball Products caters to both professional players and weekend warriors. They've set a new level of paintball playing apparel. You can head over to their website now and use our BTB15 promo code for 15% off their products. And more than just swabs and pads, Exalt is a way of life. Available at discerning retailers, fields, shops, and shows. You know it's tournament ready, battle proven, Exalt. In the beginning, you fall of a tree, you stumble down In a rocky cliff, you wait chest deep through a mosquito infested bog, and you realize you're surrounded. It's party time. You own a Tipman. Now combine Empire, JT Tipman, V Force, and you get the world's largest distributor, everything paintball, GI Sports. DLX Technologies, guys, is the manufacturer of the Lux Paintball Marker, as well as other great product lines like the SP Shocker, the Gog Enemy, and the Freak Barrel Kits. A longtime paintball manufacturer, they have the product that you can trust, and guys, their product is outstanding. For over 50 years, Altama has proudly carried militaries from across the globe through every challenging environment, including malls, jungles, deserts, urban battle zones, and biohazard areas. Make Altama your next paintball, airsoft, or everyday shoot. Look for Altama at your next, at a leading retailer near you. Hashtag no drip, no melts. And not all ninjas wear black. With advanced colorways, coatings, adjustable regulators, remote lines, fill stations, hydro testing, and so much more. Ninja products have what it takes to keep you out in front and always in the game. And do not forget, folks, they are made in America. Very good. One of these days, we're going to ask you guys while we're doing the reads to just tag all the sponsors for us, and maybe we'll be able to do some giveaways. Um, Maybe once we get out of this pandemic, we'll be able to... Once we get everyone back in studio, we'll be able to do a little more... uh, a little more of that sort of stuff. So, so, so bear with us for a little while. Um, a couple of things to get to on the show. We have uh, prices right to get to. Um, and uh, I, before we do that, I want to talk to you guys about uh, another topic discussion that we were going to talk about tonight. So John Moran from Ruthless Paintball had posted on his Facebook page a couple of weeks ago asking, what is the most rare paintball gun um, that's out there right now? And Joe, you've got sheets there, and uh, you guys, I, I, I went on and uh, looked at all his posts on his Facebook page. So you guys have those at home as well, but um, I, I, I don't know who's going to win this one because I, 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 it's, it's more subjectable, I think. But uh, what do you guys have on, on some of your sheets? Joe, have you had a chance I, to look at them yet? I or? have the uh, working 2K12 Vanguard Demon. <laughs> um, <laughs> A, a double, that's, a, that's not rare. That's a lie. Yeah. A double-barreled CCM T2. Um, double-barreled yep, CCI T2. An okay. old Bob Long Defiant. Um, 2K5 Shock Tech Timmy. Um, a Nexus DC2. Um, a Strange Shocker. Tequila Sunrise DM. I had a strange impulse. Sorry, it's my mistake. Yeah. Get me some strange. Um, Angels, Matt's chuckling. Um, I have a 645 A Fly, somebody. Um, Altman 07. Um, And I think that's all that I have. There's others. Um, I have a few comments, though, that I would like to, to All right, Well, add. let's hear what, what, what Gavin and Josh come, come across in case there's any... St- I, I know one of you guys has a couple good ones there. 
Um, so there's no imagery for this, Todd, but uh, mm. our friend Ryan Mahoney says he has a cash money impulse. Ooh. Oh, I've never heard of that. That's cool. That's pretty crazy. Uh, James Coward says an SLGO. Yeah. George, hey, hey, in the live chat says AGD sidearm. Yeah. Got one of those. A reflex Bushmaster, says David Baldoff. Hmm. All right. Josh, what else you got? Um, uh, Avery writes in, says a 2004 MacDev Cyborg. What year, sorry? 2004. Ooh, that'd be old. Uh, I know I one. Okay. I highlighted I... a couple. Uh, Zachary writes in with another lie that says a working Omen freestyle. <laughs> Uh, yep. Simon Stevens, as usual, writing in with uh, some pretty cool stuff with the Empire Faction. So, yeah, and I watched this thread because I wanted to see if he would post pictures of it, but I guess he cannot. I, I got a very clear picture of it here. I don't know if you can see it at home. Right? <laughs> yes, no, it is not. <laughs> it is as stark white as the rest of the sheet of paper. Yeah, no, there was no picture there. Believe me, I would have. I would have highlighted that. Uh, yes. Uh, so Zach Arbuckle, um, I don't know if he owns this or he just thought this was the most rare. It's a Palmer's Pursuit product, the Camille. So he posted that in, uh, I in, the, saw. One of those made. in yeah. the chat. So I don't know if he actually owns it. If he does, I would love to see a, uh, a picture of it if it's still working. Um, but, yeah, so he's saying the rarest that he uh, is aware of is, uh, is the Camille. So Zach um, I've met Zach before. He has quite a quite a collection of paintball markers. So how do we classify the rarest? I mean, um, actual production. I mean, I, that, I think yeah. I think Nicholas Vetter actually posted up a, a picture of the Empire faction. This one right here. Okay. I, think, I, don't, I don't know if that's coming through or not on the screen, but uh, I can see it. that's what it is. I don't think I've ever seen that it looks before. Looks like an old Timmy. You yeah. look good in purple. It does way. look like a Timmy, but it's clearly got an Empire logo. Um, yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, maybe so, it was. Uh, maybe that's it. Uh, Nicholas Vetter also writes in with the uh, skeleton auto cockers. Yeah. Which were uh, pretty cool. But isn't it? But it wasn't that just a one-off? Yes. That was a one-off. I believe, yeah, that was a one-off. And I believe that you also can't play with it. No, no. You cannot. <laughs> I don't know that it would hold up to the the rigors of of that. Um, and uh, Eric, Eric John says, Russian, Russian Legion freestyle. Simon released three of these into the wild over a year ago. Huh. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's on any of your sheets, and, and we just we, we missed it, but I, I did... I did remember seeing the word Bane uh, by yeah. Exalt. Exalt had a prototype for a paintball yes. gun. We've seen it. I've shot it. It's great. Yeah, but it didn't end up happening. I don't know if it was in collaboration with another company. I think that's what was going to happen. I'll have to ask Ed next time we talk to him. Uh, one of the ones that I personally would add to the list, because I've only ever seen one in person before, and that's a great ghost. Uh, okay. And if you do find them go up for sale, they do go for quite a bit of money, but they are pretty rare. Hmm. Pretty awesome markers. Um, I have a number on my sheets, um, just Palmer products um, with yeah. wood stocks, just, yeah, just exceptional markers there. Um, and one from Brian Helper, the Nova 700. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, George Hay says C3s in Canada. We had C3s. We had quite a few of them. Yeah. I don't know if there's any that still work, but those were pretty awesome. Well, okay, we say that looking back fondly, but... Okay, but here's the problem with that tip in C3, <laughs> is the people who purchased that were not paintball players. <laughs> they were campers? So those, those, uh, no, those markers are not like within the paintball world. They exist, and there's plenty here, but I'm willing to bet they're just they're in a Tupperware container in somebody's basement or shoved in a box yeah. in somebody's garage. So uh, I would they? love to find I one. I think there are lots out there, but you'd be hard-pressed to find one because somebody who has one of those is not a paintball player. But I think those were sold more at the mass at the mass retailers, like the Canadian Tires, the Dicks. The, Canadian Tire and Walmart, right? Yeah, because of the propane aspect of it, right? So I don't think a lot of store owners were selling them at the time. I mean, I mean we had the occasional one through the store, but... 
don't Let's know. admit, they, they came in a blister pack, too, mostly, did they not? Uh, no, I think yeah, I really well, yeah once you burnt your hand on it, you, yeah. yeah. But I yeah. really enjoyed, I, I enjoyed, um, our good friend, former friend, he no longer talks to us, uh, the Doge, uh, <laughs> Ball had one, and uh, he let me, uh, he let me run with it for a day, and I, I had one of the best days of paintball with it, it was some, it's so much fun. And it was one of those things that could have been accessible around the world because propane is much more accessible than compressed air or CO2, right? So it could have actually grown the, the market a little bit more uh, than we're at right now. But it's too bad the, the product died because it was, it was a fun marker to play with. Yeah. And, and let's admit, 40,000 shots out of one tank could take that to multiple big games. That's it? 40,000? <laughs> yeah. And it would help you at lunch. I, I thought those, yeah, I mean, yeah. J.P. East said smart parts nerve. They were pretty big, but they there wasn't a lot of them out there, no, but they marketed the crap out of yeah, those things. Yeah, there's a lot of hype surrounding that. Yeah, yeah. The poster, a, the, poster the girl is wearing a red bikini. <laughs> what's, what's the most, what's the least rarest marker out there? Let's go on the other hand. And let's, okay, I was going to say let's get rid of the Model 98. I was going to say. So yeah. let's get rid of the Model 98 and the Ion because arguably those two are the most obvious. But if you think about it for a second, what would be the next? A5. Spider. Yeah. But it would. Ha- I'm looking Something for specific spider. Well, model. Which, which variant? Like the Spider the Spider Extra, had like 100. The TL. There was a, the there was a Sonic. Lim- limitless supply of Spider stuff. Spider Random. Like there was, yeah. There was a. Spider Web. Uh, yeah, it's probably the Ion or the Mini then. They're not going to. I, I jot it down. I jot it down. Five guns that are pretty. I think they're vintage, but they're pretty rare of what would exist. A Mark One Uzi. Mm-hmm. Um, but pr- the pre Dark Side version that came out in in the late in the early eighties, eighty three or eighty four. They were made by Commando. Um, Air, air, um, air gun games or something in Ottawa. So before Darkside bought them, the Mark One Uzi, a Bushmaster Pro Master, they really didn't work. An F1 Illustrator, Bushmaster Point Man, and a, of course a DM4 in olive green. Yeah, you have the olive green one. Don't I know, you? but on I have all of those that I said. But going back to the the least rare, George Hay, Hay. and a couple other guys are saying A5. I'm not sure. I'm having a hard time coming up. I've seen a million DM4s out there. When they first originally came out, everybody bought one. You could argue that the carnivore was pretty much everywhere for a time. What are you guys thinking? What's like a popular super not... I I agree with uh, the, the... The previous guest with George, hey, the A5. I think that there was A5 country for a lump number of years. Yeah, with yeah. A5s um, as flat lines and uh, everybody yeah. had one. Yeah, and then the A5 Stealth came out yeah. on top of that. that yeah. Could you argue the autococker as a platform would be the least rarest? But then again, we're well, talking if, if about different models, say, right? If you're not going to let me say spider, then you can't say. I know, and that's what I'm saying. Like you, you know, like it's hard. The least rare barrel would be an autococker threaded barrel, I bet. Yes. Everybody yeah. has. Common. And the most rare would be the the auto mag. Oh, the twist lock? Twist lock. I don't know. I well, think they're the Angel only, but they're the threads. only manufacturer that had that. Angel, you had Angel, you had uh, Brass Eagle that took the Angel thread. You Did had, it? yeah, when you took wow. the Rainmaker was. was uh, That's too bad. I have a Rainmaker. I have a fully auto Rainmaker. That's probably pretty rare. Oh, now you're laughing. No, I just no, it's just funny. Stuck on rare. You could say you could say Rainmaker in any show, and Joe will always bring up that he has one. It's just funny. That's I want to sell it. Anyone want to buy a Rainmaker fully auto? I don't need it. Um, I know that uh, Shock Tech made a private label E-Mag. There was only twelve of those made. SFL E-Mags. Okay. Um, Hey, George. Hey, Hey, trying to get back on here. He says, "What about the tip and carbine? There'd be a lot of tip and carbine sold back in the day." Stingray says Nebnella. That would have been another one. Oh, lots of Stingrays. That got a lot of people in the game. Most rare barrel, David Veldoff says, is the Autococker Flatline. He's probably probably right because there was a lot of... Most rare is that... Is the Ramrod. I definitely want one of those. So say that again, but substitute the rare for the best. (laughs) (laughs) That's the rarest, the Ramrod. (laughs) 
I, the most air efficient barrel system <laughs> in the world. I have a brand new autococker flatline in a box that's never ever been fired. If anyone wants one, George Hay again says the Tiberius had a twist lock. Yes, yeah, they did. Yes, they did. Obviously, a different quote unquote thread than the automag, but yeah, yeah, not not the same. I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head. I think we're missing an obvious answer on the, on the least rarest gun that wasn't an ion and wasn't, but I can't. like I, I, a, a mini or an axe? You're probably not far off, Josh. It's probably something like that because it would have been something cost-effective, something that everyone would have had. Because if you talk about anything from Planet Eclipse, they have a lot of different model years, you know, you and, and die has a lot of like you can't just say the die matrix because they have different model years, so they're not gonna they're not gonna qualify for looking for a single gun. Yeah, yeah. Neb Nellis says the ramrod had the best porting. <laughs> yes, I would agree. No, 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 <laughs> it, sure no, no. Did. it didn't have the best porting. It had all the porting. Yeah, it, yes. How would you? How, like, I know when it rains, a lot of guys take electrical tape and wrap their porting on their barrels to keep it from shooting, you know, all, all wonky. How would you do that with the ramrod? <laughs> You'd have to put another barrel over top of it. You don't have to. Just keep playing. Yeah. No taping required. Yeah. The rain would go through the barrel. You wouldn't that was even, the whole point. affect it. What about a shocker? What about it? There was a time where everybody owned a shocker, too. Maybe that could be. I don't know. Yeah. Well, whatever. Maybe that maybe that's a poll question for another day. Well, we are uh, we are getting close to the end of the show here, ladies and gentlemen. I do have some prices right to get to. We are out of uh, our topics right now, and um, we are out of time. I'm getting Matt shaking his hand here, so we're gonna leave lightning round. We're gonna leave our, to- our topics are finished. Yeah, I guess that's it. We'll leave the rest. Uh, we'll leave the rest for next time. Um, yeah. What about you, Josh? Are we going to see you at the paintball field soon, do you think? Or is, uh, is your new life still taking, taking over control? <laughs> uh, my life currently right now is tearing down uh, a rotting deck that was in our backyard and replacing it. I'm going to listen to that and rewind. I swear to you, I heard taking down the erotic deck. I swear yeah, that's, that's what you what said. I heard. <laughs> Sex cauldron. Oh, I, I wish <laughs> Sex cauldron, I, I yeah. Wish it was that interesting. No. I want to see that deck. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, it's been interesting. I mean, I, I have to say people are definitely accommodating more so than I ever thought they would be. People are thankful when they come out to the field that we are open and no one's... I mean, there's the odd guy who's a little self-righteous and sort of annoyed with the safety protocols that the government has put in place. But you know what? For the most part, everyone's been pretty good. Um, yeah, you're not going to please every Karen in the world. So just, you know. Yeah. No. Just roll with it. Yeah. We've stopped allowing any bookings through our system with the first name Karen. So just to sort of get, <laughs> get away from that. <laughs> What's Karen's <laughs> husband name? Do you think Karen has a husband, and what would his name be? Is it Chad. I think it's a Carl, isn't it? I or think Carl. Brad. Carl. Really, I would no, say Brad. I think the internet decided it was Carl. I remember seeing this. Carl. Really? Oh, I thought, well, maybe Chad is something else. Yeah. Chad's like a bro. Uh, yeah, Chad. Chad yeah. and Kyle's are like uh, the bros. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's the method. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. Chad's someone you'd have a bromance with for sure. He'd be like a guy who surfed. Yeah. Oh, uh, Bill Barnes uh, Bill says Barnes Darren. Bill Barnes is chiming in uh, with Darren. <laughs> Darren and Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is good. Um, Mike Holstrom with Kyle. Kyle would be a good Karen's counterpart. Karen and Kyle. Oh. And comment of the evening from Dwayne Bag of Chips, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> It's a Todd. I'm glad someone said it. That is the worst name. Like, okay, everyone can say that their name is the worst, but can you find me a worse name than Todd? Karen? Yeah, okay, there you go. Then I think we've just summed it up. It's Todd and Karen for the win. All right, well, why don't we end this program here, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you to all of you guys that have watched. Make sure you guys hit that like and share button on the way out. Uh, Gavin Sharma. Didn't see you last week, and hopefully we'll see you this weekend. But thank you for being on the show. 
Wonderful to be here, folks. Thank you all for your contributions and in the chat and liking and sharing. Uh, we certainly appreciate you guys tuning in every Monday. And not only tuning in Monday, make sure you support your local field too. Let's get paintball to be beyond the stratosphere at this point, recover from uh, COVID and everybody out pew-pewing. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, yeah. and Josh Zuby's a brickus. Yeah, thank you to everybody who liked and shared. And I'm on the same page as Gavin there. Uh, you know, the economy seems to be taken off really quick. Let's get paintball up on that uh, pedestal and get a flying through the, through the roof so we can get back to, you know, uh, what we love. So, yeah, and yeah. of course, don't forget to have your local airsoft or spader do. Very good. And Joe, thank you for being on the show. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Don't forget, tomorrow night at the outdoor field from 5 p.m. till 9 p.m. is Mission Tuesday, and we're going to christen the new map, Butcher's Bay. And we are open Saturday and Sunday from 9 till 4 at the outdoor field. So come on out if you're coming. Don't forget to pre-register, sign your waiver, and sign the COVID-19 pre-screening documents so everybody is safe. But we are open. Lots of paintball and airsoft is going on on Sunday as well. So come on out and have some pew-pew. And make sure before you come out to the paintball field, you also drink several warm beverages. That's supposed to help burn the COVID, isn't it? Yes, and drink yeah. some bleach. And thank you to Matt for <laughs> pushing all the buttons tonight. Sliders, faders, tweeters, and all the rest. And at one point, Matt did turn it up to 11 today and nothing happened, so we're good. Thank you guys for uh, listening. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next week.